Gordon, was that better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4? 4, yeah, that was fucking miles better. That was a good movie. Yeah, I, I really good. liked it. Yeah, I was I was happy. Well, good good podcast, everybody. <laughs> yeah, All right. Well, that was next week, folks. Hope you enjoyed the Burbs episode. This one's even shorter. Uh, anyway, this is a Chudcast. I'm your host, Orain. Tonight with me, I've got Gamerine. No, you don't. I'm okay, not here. And, uh, actually, his name is Flashlight in the Zencaster right now. And I also have uh, Gordon, who is uh, currently going by Head Cheese. Hello. I've never actually had head cheese. Like, I've heard of it, and I roughly knew what it was, but I've never had it. I had to look up what that meant. Well, terrifying. Yeah, like, you you hear it brought up as, like, a comedy punchline, but not so much as people actually, like, enthusiastically liking head cheese. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking weird stuff. Well, as I learned from, shoot, I don't know if it was Hatchet or Brian's Winter. They're kind of one book for me. But if you boil certain things, they turn into gelatin because they have collagen and other stuff that uh, solidifies when you let it cool off. So the more you know. The more you know. The more and head you cheese know. is when you do that for the entire head of an animal. As the movie explained to us, it likes to talk to us about, about slaughter. Um, I'm so glad we about this. Slaughtering, slaughtering animals. Big, big, heavy themes in this in this movie. It's, um, it's going to be a reoccurring theme, and what are we thinking about four? Really, that's yeah, yeah. Like four, like like four conveyed none of the themes that this movie conveys way better. Like okay. four was just about a bunch of idiots running around, getting knocked off in surprisingly bloodless ways by people who really didn't give a shit. But really, it's about family. That's yeah, the really, core of yeah, this movie. Really it's, it's about, about family. family. It's about yeah, family. It's about, yeah, we watched, family. yeah, we watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the original. Original. Um, Texas Chain Space Saw Massacre. I usually, I usually <laughs> just read it as one word, Chainsaw. Chain no, no, it, Space Saw Period Massacre. I want to watch Chain Space Saw Massacre, which would be like uh, this on a space station. I'd watch that. How would you put Leatherface? Well, they did it with yeah, Jason. How you put Leatherface you, you could, if you could do it with Jason, you could do it with Leatherface. More like anything Leatherface. I've learned from they horror it, movies. They did it with Pinhead. They did it with Pinhead and Jason. So get Leatherface. Jason X. They did it with Nosferatu, except it wasn't Nosferatu. His name was Orlock, and the movie was called Dracula 3000, and it didn't have any Draculas in it. Yeah, that movie was terrible. I think I know what our next episode is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Our next bad episode, maybe. If I can convince you guys. Anyway, we watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it was great. I loved it. It's a, it's a, like, there's a reason it's considered one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Like, it's good. It's a very good film. Toby Hooper made a very, very powerful movie making this. And for the time, for the 70s, this was fucking shocking. Yeah, this was groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, this was this was banned in a lot of places. <laughs> like, and today it's almost like milk toast. But back then, this was like the height of controversy, almost. Yeah, I would say it has a lot in common with like the original Halloween in many ways. Yep. Um, it's small scale. Like the body count in the movie itself is is very low. Like there's there's four people who die, I believe. Four? Is that correct? Give or take. There's four people who died during the movie. Um, a lot of it focuses on atmosphere, framing, sound, and really well-set scenes. And it's very, like like Aaron was saying, it's very tame by today's standards. Like, you don't get a whole lot of bloody deaths. 
I was the one who said that, but yeah, you're basically right. I'm, I thought I'm you were talking just about reiterating my, important point. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre Four that had absolutely no blood by 1995 standards. I don't, don't want to think about Texas Chainsaw Massacre Four. Yeah, well, that one was like it wasn't it wasn't tame in the sense that it was restrained in any way. It was just like boring as shit, and I didn't care. <laughs> basically, like, it was tame in the way that it sucked ass. Like yes, yeah, that kind of tame. Okay. This one was. This one was somewhat restrained in terms of how much gore it showed, but it was still very spooky and unsettling. Yeah, no, like they like they do atmosphere really great, and there's a long like like it, it takes almost like how long how long before we get to the murdering? It takes like a good like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, I'd say the first kill is about thirty five minutes in, roughly. Yeah. 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 We see we see first blood fairly early on, but first kill is not for a little while. And I feel like that's good because like the intro really sets up like this place is really fucking weird wherever they've ended up. Like, you Speaking know, Speaking of place, it actually feels like Texas. I have never yeah. been to Texas and I know this is Texas. Like it it sells it really well. You know, you got the hot sun, you got the town full of weirdos, you got the, the locals sound right everything looks right like it didn't it didn't seem like oh yep this is the amc lot except we're saying it's texas like like uh texas chainsaw 4 nope it's shot on location it's actors shooting like you know in 100 degree weather or 16 hour days this is a fairly sweaty movie it's a good good thing to add to it um so i guess if we were to summarize it's pretty straightforward i'm still bad with names so i gotta I just got an email from EA saying, make your Sims patio perfect. So that's where oh, I'm fuck, at. Fuck, we gotta stop life. the podcast. I gotta play this. Yeah. We gotta make now. the patio perfect. I'm gonna recreate oh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 and the Sims somehow. Make the murder house. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Um, yeah, I forget the names of all these people. There was the 70s porn star. Jerry. Other woman. Guy yeah. in the wheelchair. Franklin. And uh, other woman, Sally, and Sally, and Pam, and Pam, and it, they're pretty much like paper cardboard cutout characters. Oh, Jerry was the guy who died first, right? That's why I don't remember. No, Kirk him, was the guy who died, died first. Kirk died first. Kirk died Kirk first. Died Jerry, oh, Jerry, Jerry was the porn guy star yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay, so they're they're kind of like recognizable pretty straightforward tropey characters like you get it pretty much right away once you see them in the van the, the mystery machine uh this this movie takes place on a road trip with uh, a barely not scooby-doo cast um so basically you've got the the cool the cool couple uh pam and kirk basically you've got the secondary couple that's uh sally and jerry jerry is mildly jewish coded i want to say like i noticed he had like a vaguely east coast accent and he's got a little bit of the fro going on it's like eh, i can kind of see it um and then sally is uh franklin's sister but you know i feel franklin the guy in the wheelchair like a little dated language in the intro of the column an invalid like yeah yeah we don't we don't use that word anymore but i think franklin's kind of the main character and it just switches in like the last 20 minutes over to sally and i wasn't expecting that really yeah franklin's franklin's the guy i think the audience like commiserates with the most because there's this bunch of like all uh, all the other people on this road trip are basically gigantic fucking idiots who who are just like wandering around talking to strange people and basically just getting themselves murdered and franklin's just 
yeah, Franklin, just like the big, slightly sensitive guy in a wheelchair with some tiny ounce of self-preservation instinct in his mind. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then he gets owned anyway. So whatever. We all get owned in the end. Yeah, yeah. Life owns us. So the basic summary is that they're all on a road trip. They're going to a small Texas town to check on whose who's grandpa? It was Sally's and Franklin's. Sally, yeah, Sally's. Yep, yep. Sally and Franklin's grandpa's grave was in a small town where there had been a rash of grave disturbances, which we you know later find out what that was. But they, they're just going to check, like visit the cemetery and then head back to whatever their next destination was in the van. Along the way, they run out of gas and have to stop by a tiny gas station with no gas in it. Uh, they get barbecue and then they go to a an abandoned house, which, um, again, Franklin and Sally's family owns. And it's like totally blown out, really falling apart house. But, you know, they're maybe going to just a quick aside and gear. You might know this uh, in the ending scene. They focus a lot on the area where they were like holding a bunch of meat. Were they implying that they ate people when they ate that barbecue? Was that like it... a thing or? They, it's confirmed the second one that they did eat people, but okay. with the first one, they kind of are like, it's one of those things like these people may or may not be cannibals because, um, here's some meat. It's of the meaty variety. Yeah, they could literally yeah. we'll let you imagine. Yeah. It could be like one of those things where they are clearly like killing people and then selling their meat for food. Sure. You know, it's, okay. it's interesting that they don't confirm it because like they, that sells it better than just like saying cannibal and sticking it in your face like it, it's almost better that way i want to say but yep to get back to the, the summary they wind up in the abandoned house um they wander off uh so it starts with it it starts with uh pam and kirk wandering off they hear a noise which turns out to be a generator and it's like oh maybe someone has gas they could potentially share with us so we can get on the road again and then uh Kirk gets hit in the head with a hammer and dies uh, from Leatherface and Pam is captured and then everyone else goes to look for them. They get drawn into the house stuff and then basically it just kind of goes from there and everybody dies but Sally and Sally manages to escape after the dinner scene, which we talked about in the previous episode. And that is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And we were just talking about how every one of them follows the pattern of this, except for two, basically. Like, this is just what the story is. It's kind of like a From Software game is always, hey, there's some bad thing happening in the world and people turn into zombies slash ghosts and you need to fight these ancient abominations and maybe resolve some piece of it. Like, it's it's a very similar style of storytelling in that there is just the Texas Chainsaw story and almost every movie is just a rote repetition of it with some some new variations for better or worse. Yeah, worse being Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 and possibly <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. Why do you keep making prequels to Leatherface? We need God. to know how he got the leather on his face. Uh, we need to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre negative 0.2, a fragmentary passage, Leatherface 3D. God, do you to know, really understand the that, Leatherface lore. Do you know there is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, and that is just Texas Chainsaw. But then after that one, it's Texas Leather Chainsaw Face. Yeah, Leatherface so. was like the last movie that was made was actually written by um, Gunnar Hansen, the original actor who played Leatherface. I did not know that. And it wasn't very good, I heard, unfortunately. Also, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 was co- uh, originally written by one of the co-writers for this movie. And somehow it's that movie is still poor, poorly conceived garbage. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. this. So this one, this is a 
compact, effective film. It's short. It's like an hour and 20 minutes long, roughly, right? Right. Like, it moves along beat for beat. Um, I got a little whiff of... I. It's not a full-on normal three-act structure. There's kind of a very... Uh, reminds me of Mandy again. Mandy is two acts. This isn't quite as, like, broken in half, but it does have, like, a very different tone because it's roughly at the halfway point of the movie the sun goes down and you've got the night half of the film essentially after that point um and it changes from being like this kind of uh daylight horror kind of slasher movie to like straight on redneck horror stuff being shoved in your face constant screaming more blood more gore like it changes tone quite a bit from there yeehaw man yeehaw yeehaw this movie has some yeehaw vibes. I appreciate them. <laughs> the sheriff's right over there. He's the drunk dude. He'll, he'll show you to where your grandpa's grave's at. If that's the sheriff and he's out there and we're in here and Leatherface is in there, then where's the caveman? Oh, God. <laughs> I butchered that meme. I'm sorry. Nah, oh, okay. shit. We should have got Knockenberg on here so he could tell us about Texas stuff. Or Damn. Hannah. Hannah's also from Texas. Okay. Yep. We'll we'll have to we'll have to follow up with some Texans in future if we get the other yeah. million movies <laughs> in the series. God damn it! Um, just talk yeah. about. Like, let's get two Texas people in here to talk about Texas. Is Texas Chainsaw Massacre in fact Texas? Is the barbecue they buy at the gas station and eat in the van realistic for Texas? Yes, it is. I have gotten gas station barbecue before and eaten in said van. What was that last piece? So. There's uh, this is bugging me. There's like a solid seven or eight minutes of the movie where Franklin has some piece of barbecue in his mouth and I can't identify it. And he's just like he's just he's just has it in his mouth like a lollipop for the entire. What is it? Oh my was god, it, you're right. Like after after was the it a bone was it just like a random piece of was it rib or I, was it a piece of sausage? I don't know what it was. It looked smooth like a sausage. Like is that are they implying cannibalism already? And that's a finger. I don't know. Like. Uh, Sorry, total aside, but I it just bothered really me. Bothered I couldn't me too. Identify I was the like, meat. what is he eating? Yeah. Why isn't he eating it? It's just in his mouth. He spits it out when he's trying to get up the freaking house chair. I'm like, that's dude, that's a waste of food. Honestly. And then he blows like 50 raspberries instead you know of what? swearing, which was the, very this fun. Movie gets like a, a, this movie gets loses two points for a waste of food. I get that they're trying to make the most realistic movie possible with the budget they had, but you know what? I don't like to waste food. That's 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 a cardinal sin for me. That's eight out of ten. Sorry. Speaking of budget, this is eighty to one hundred and forty thousand is what Wikipedia has for it. So this was a pretty pretty tight production. Like you don't need much, right? Like they needed, I I think so. The the actual murder house is that sets right, but the the abandoned one out there, I think that might be an actual. That house. is an actual house that they turned into a restaurant and then got demolished. I believe, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Okay, so they're they're using a nice smart combination of shooting on location and. Um, they've got some good sets for their interiors that they use. Uh, we've kind of smoothly transitioned into just talking about how it looks and feels. This movie looks sweaty and greasy and, dirty. and upsetting. Yeah, it's it makes it you un- is dirty. It makes you uncomfortable watching it. There's a lot of just scenes where you just kind of cringe at. Like, there's that entire shot where um, Sally is at the dinner table and it just focuses on her screaming. It just focuses on her eyes, and you can see like the detail. Uh, <laughs> God. It's very, it's very, it's very terrifying to yes. be perfectly way the yeah. hell in. And like it, it does its best to just like keep the camera on something and have it unsettle you. Like, uh, so the original, 
so Nubbins, his name is Nubbins. Do they ever call him Nubbins? Who? So the hitchhiker. Oh, the hitchhiker. You completely glossed over that in the summary, by the way. Well, it's it's kind of a setup incident. They meet a yeah. creepy guy on the road who says, I work at the slaughterhouse. I like to smash heads with this ledgehammer. <laughs> Want to see me cut my hand? And it's like, okay. Let me take a photo with you. Come on. It's $2. It's a good photo. Sorry, I'm going to burn the photo now. Like, <laughs> But Nubbins, like, uh, getting to him, like, this movie likes to linger on things. Like, he just grabs Franklin's knife and just starts, like, cutting into his palm and staring at it, looking very excited and interesting in the fact that he's bleeding. Like, he didn't expect that to happen or something. Um, when we get to the house, there's a lot of scenes in, you know, rooms full of, like, bone wind chimes and just piles of animal and people bones. I yep. should also point out, um, if... If you guys listen to the last podcast and left, I know you do, but I'm talking to any of our 12 listeners out there that um, a lot of these um, like scenes and shots and this whole movie was inspired by the events of the serial killer known as Ed Gein. Gein, Gein, yeah, he was known for like doing really, really fucked up shit to corpses, like making furniture and <clears throat> um, kitchenware and tools out of them. Like he made a serial, I think he made like a cereal bowl or out of a skull so like a lot of the interior shots of like you see like a couch completely made out of like human remains and like a cow bone you see a chicken inside of a bird cage and yeah it's a live chicken it's just just hanging out yeah, it's doing fine it's, it's a family pet you know this is all just about having family. a good time you know <laughs> It's, it's the pe- I'm sure he does his role in trying to clean up some of the, the leftovers, not as efficiently as a hog would, that's, but, you know, he's contributing. That's what matters. That's their pet nugget. Rip and peace nugget. That's, we need to play Sea of Thieves again sometime. I know. Um, oh sound also. So sound does a lot of heavy lifting in this. Like, um, the again, going back to the Nubbin scene, uh, he really sells it. Edwin Neal portrays him. Uh, he, like, just, he has this entrancing, like, this guy is intensely unwell atmosphere to his whole performance when he's like, oh, no, no, the, the air gun's no good. You got to kill him with the sledgehammer. That does it better. You like head cheese? They cut off all the stuff off the head and they boil it and it makes head cheese. Like he is enrapturing in his, uh, you know, cannibal redneck type presentation. Um, <laughs> wow. The sound does a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. It really does. Like just ambient sounds, uh, the soundtrack. Uh, rattling bones, screaming. There's a lot of screaming later. Lot, a lot, lot of screaming later. Like lots, lot of screaming. Lots of screaming. Much screaming. I think it's screaming that actually sells the horror a bit, as opposed to like uh, Texas Chainsaw Four, where it's just screaming. Like it's just people yelling. Yeah, it's just people yelling. It's not really screaming. This is like actual terror screams, or I mean. It's not like people under the stairs where it's like cartoonish, like screaming. This is like screaming as in I have nothing else to do but scream for my life and hope to God or some sort of divine entity or person will save my life screaming. (laughs) And it's it's convincing. Like it is really scary and uncomfortable in the last scene where, you know, she's taken to dinner, which dinner is the other part of the Texas chainsaw ritual, which is a literal actual ritual by the MIB, according to Texas chainsaw (laughs) four, which retroactively ruined this movie um, and everything ever. (laughs) And, and despoiled our planet and burned our crops. Yeah. Remember how they all work or how that one guy works for the Illuminati. And that's just a thing. They killed Kennedy. 
Yeah. They killed Kennedy. Yeah, they fucking yeah. killed Kennedy. Jesus Christ. And they put a movie. bomb inside of my brain that can just go off whenever he thinks about it. I'm not going to show you the bomb, but trust me, it's there. <laughs> uh, just like just like in Mission Impossible 3. Now, having only seen this film and the piece of shit that we saw on the previous episode, <laughs> oh, God. Um, how do I stitch the lore together in this? So you don't? this was, was this Leatherface's actual family? Were they his assigned family Leather- by the background Illuminati lore? Like what's, what's the deal? Um, okay. Uh, in terms of like Leatherface, I love Leatherface in this movie. He was a fucking joke in four. I just want to get that out of the way. Gunnar Hansen's performance as Leatherface is fucking amazing. The guy's fucking frightening. I also like the dude who played the one in the remake, but that's not. I'm not going to get into that. It's really weird to try to connect these movies together. You're connecting dots that kind of don't exist. Maybe the second one, because in the second one, you actually did have um one of the um, the dad comes back, mm-hmm. and you have someone, you have someone that's very similar to the hitchhiker, uh, but he plays he's a different character. He's um, um, what's his name? Oh my god. Give me a second. I'm gonna Google this guy's name. Well, Ryan, how are you? I'm drinking one of the last beers out of a uh, variety craft beer. One of the beer last beers. That my sister got me. Like that's it. Yeah, I'm almost yeah. out of beers. Oh, Chop Top, a character who has a metal plate like that just coming out of his head, and he constantly carries around a um, metal clothes hanger, and he just lights it with like a lighter, and just starts picking at his scalp and eating it. It's, That's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character, if I ever heard one. <laughs> he is. Uh, mo- mo- that oh, movie God. came out in 1986. God, there was a big giant time gap uh, in between Texas Chainsaw One and Two. It's probably, but well, because they they basically they made Toby Hooper do two, and he didn't want to, so he made it the way he yeah. wanted, right? Is yes, that how it went? yeah. Also, in Texas Chainsaw Two, um, another way it's connect. This these movies are connected because um, Sally's dad is um, played by Dennis Hopper. I've told, I've talked about this in the last uh, one for Texas Chainsaw Four, but um, Dennis Hopper goes fucking nuts in that movie because he's trying to avenge the uh, what happened to his daughter and his um and uh, his uh, son um Franklin. So he just starts like he uses chainsaws the same way a soldier would carry guns. He just packs them up like a video game character. Like you would. That's how I played Dead Rising. Yeah, dude. Like, you go to the place with the boss fight. You grab the mini chainsaw. You loop back and grab another one if you need. Yeah, it, yeah. You, you load up on orange like, juice. Yeah, that's that's exactly like Dennis Hopper becomes like a kind of like halfway Frank West, and he's also equally nuts. But like, yeah, the the clan for um, Texas Chainsaw are named the Sawyer Clan. So in a way, the first two are kind of connected. I haven't seen the third one in a long time, but they are also referred to as the Sawyer family. So, hmm. so I was just looking at Wikipedia. Texas Chainsaw 3D, which is the seventh Texas Chainsaw movie, is supposed to serve as a direct sequel to this movie. Yep. So it's the same setup as Halloween, uh, the more recent Halloween, exact same thing. It's like it's a sequel to the original, ignoring everything else. Basically. Okay. Yes. Well, we'll have to check that one out at some point. Have to find some. It's, have to find some 3D glasses. Gotta find. It's not very good. Well, Gear Marine, this is a podcast, and people like it when we talk about the bad movies, so... I know. The bad movies are going to be great. I can't wait till we the get bad to movies, the really, really... The bad movies are more fun to talk about. That's how podcasts work. I can't wait until we watch Nuki. 
I want to watch. I want to watch Escape Room. I know it's terrible, but I want to watch it because it sounds dumb. Oh, do you think the same boardroom of coked up executives who came up with Escape Room, just like looking at popular trends, wanted to do one that was about planking just a few (laughs) years earlier? Oh, oh, a hundred percent. No, I know somebody. It's just called a plank, and it's about a guy who pushes you off of whatever you're planking on, and people die that way. That's the movie. That's a good movie. I would watch that. The planking ma- uh, Wisconsin plank- plank- planking massacre two. <laughs> I'd make that if we make enough money on Patreon. Let's make that movie. Chudcast Studios. We're making that. We're making a horror movie called Cousins because Skirmarine was texting me about his cousins are visiting. It's like is Cousins a horror movie? No, should be. Here's my pitch for cousins. It's that it's all about going to like family events with the much bigger extended side of the family where you like don't know half their names and have to be reintroduced, except some of them are monsters or something. And that's the movie. It's like society meets, um, I don't know, uh, 2000 maniacs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We're brilliant horror writers who have uh, lost the plot because the terrible memory of texas chainsaw 4 is ruining this perfectly good movie for that us movie, and we're just getting dragged down it's into literally the that movie like that movie is causing like an advanced case of internet brain right now it's just like ruining me completely i just can't escape it can't wait to get the texas chainsaw the beginnings oh Which god one? there's so many <laughs> that is the prequel to the reboot the first remake. Uh, I don't know. I'm already tired of it. <laughs> Just describing about, it. I thought Leatherface was supposed to be the prequel to the first. There's another. It prequel? was. Yeah that 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 prequels to the prequel to Texas Chainsaw. Oh my god! I need a flowchart. This is gonna fucking kill me. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. Tony Hawk Tex- this... Texas Chain. At some point, Leatherface goes to Mortal Kombat and fights Shao Tsung. Okay. Or whatever his name is, Ermac. Gordon, it's not hard to understand. The B continuity happens if Tony never met Ben Magara, and um, it's so simple. It is, is so simple. Like, I can't is, believe is, you. This is like fucking Bioshock Infinite, where there's just like millions upon millions of of different leather faces. There's always a leather face and a dinner. A dinner there's always a leather face. Chainsaw, <laughs> an insane brother, the Illuminati, the Men in Black. <laughs> there's always a lot yeah. of things. Jeez, now that we added, yeah, up. dude, like the Texas, I think. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is galaxy brain, and we are just too stupid to understand it. Like it exists in another plane of existence. It's it's a ritual of fear. They explained it in the Next Generation. It's it's they're performing a rite to make us scared. So okay. Anyway, this movie ruled. It was fun. It it was scary. It had. I, I guess fun is the wrong word. It was it was um not happy hoot and holler at the screen horror like people under the stairs, no. which is I was not, not I was I was definitely not hooting and hollering at this one, folks. It was more that's that's the that's for the second movie. That's where you hoot and holler for how goofy and over the top and crazy that movie is. Can't wait for that one. Don't know when that's gonna be, but it's coming. God, I love Texas Chainsaw too. Okay, right. I think I didn't want to do multiple in a row, but this is making me want to go straight into it because it sounds different enough and like dramatically different tone that I, I'm down for it. Let's watch it on Voodoo. Voodoo has it free with ads. Come on. Come on. Let's go watch it right now. More Texas. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it right now, Gamer, and I have work tomorrow. Yeah. I don't give a shit about work. This is all about Texas. Chainsaw. Massacre. Lore. Oh, God. You guys are plebs. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Uh, 
Will we rebrand it as the Texas Chainsaw Cast for future installments? We will not. The Chud Cast is too unique, and besides, Us just came out, so we get a little bit of that boom. Love Us. The Us Cast? Yeah, yeah. The Us we're, cast. We're, we're only going to review the movie Us for every episode forever. It's going to be like the worst idea of all time. No, reviewing reviewing only horrible comedies forever. No, just click. Next we're week, click forever. Yeah, yeah, review click every week forever. You guys like click? Hey, thanks for listening to the Chudcast. You can find us on Twitter at Chudcast, spelled C-H-U-D-C-A-S-T. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Chudcast, where we'll be posting bonus episodes and other good content. I'm Gordon. You can find me on Twitter at Gordon1470. My co-hosts are Orain. You can find him on Twitter at Brorain, spelled B-R-O-R-A-Y-N, and Gearmarine, who may not be entirely real. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.